You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, coming to you from a remote studio here at The Fan because there's something else going on in our main studio. So we'll give you a podcast, but it'll be sounding just like a normal podcast. Just a different studio. What's up, yes. Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, when you were a kid, like, when did you become interested in radio? Uh, radio or broadcasting? It's two different like things. Like broadcasting. I, when- as a child, I used to announce Ranger and Devil games. Okay. In my living room with a friend by the name of Andrew Tennant, who had gone on to work at ESPN as a producer. Is that right? And I believe he has worked on some 30 for 30s. Like, he's had a really good career. So going back to when I was probably eight or nine years old, I wanted to be a play-by-play announcer. That would have been awesome if you would have said, me and my friend Ian Eagle when we were children. Uh, He was not a friend of mine, and he's slightly older than me. Okay. That's not the case. But did you have a fascination with what it looked like? Like, Because now in this era of social media, we see everything, right? Yeah. We see, but I remember like trying to get a peek at what a studio would even look like where guys are broadcasting from. So when I was, as you know, I was not a Stern fan. I was an I Miss in the Morning listener for whatever reason. I just was. And I remember when there was the two-day simulcast on C-SPAN. I remember taping it. To be like, what does that look like? Yes, and I couldn't wait to get home and watch it because yeah. I didn't. you couldn't visualize it. Right. And that was before the whole MSNBC thing and before he was on television it was never on TV. Right. You might not even have known what Imus looked like. Yeah. I mean, him you did because he had an image, but I didn't know what Bernie looked like. I, I didn't know what Breen looked like, even Charles. And so, yeah, that was kind of, that was probably, I would say, either eighth grade for me or ninth grade. I don't remember, but right around then. So you're talking late 80s, early 90s. No, late 80s. Yeah. Actually. So yeah, those, and it's funny because up until recently, I probably still had those C-SPAN tapes somewhere. Really? Can't so do you, anything with them, but I had them. So you could see what the IMA show looked like. Yeah, well, I had a, I, I always saved a box of, like, important videos growing up. Like, I had my first freshman football game, which a friend of mine has since uh, moved over to DVD. Um, I had my wedding video, which we've never watched. Important Jerry never will. videotapes. There's not many of them. Uh, and I had the IMA C-SPAN tapes. But I don't think I have any of those anymore, except for the wedding video, which just collects dust. Right. And I still have the football DVD. Which we've talked about converting for you, a right. listener. Whatever. It was very that, interesting. That's very nice. Thank you. But I don't see me converting. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. Now, I remember when Howard Stern put out, like, VHS tapes. He would put one out every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I mainly wanted to get it because there was always a segment that they taped in the studio. To see what the studio sure. setup was like yeah. before they did the um, the e show the e show. Yeah. I love that. I, it's funny. I was never an 
a stern fan, but I like that show on TV, that 30 minute e show. Yeah. I always found very interesting. And the radio was never, you, you were always underwhelmed by what it looked like. Yeah, very, very uh, basic. It was always very basic. Yeah, small, yep. boxy. Like even that, I don't know what the IMA studio looked like when they did that C SPAN. Was it the regular Astoria studio? I think it was. Yeah, I believe it was at that point already. Like the Stern one was really small mm-hmm. studio. And just the way it was set up and just how everything looked like kind of like junky. It wasn't this high end. Because when you would see a movie about talk radio, like the movie Talk Radio, it was all in this like beautiful. Nice posh studio. Yeah, like glass studio. Or even Frasier. Yes, Frasier. Clean studio, huge studio. Yeah. And that wasn't reality. It is now. Yes, you're right. You know, the Sirius XM studios are fantastic. Yes. Our studios in this new facility are great. I mean, yeah. they're bigger, they're newer, they're nicer. But you're right. Back then, it was dumpy. It was very dumpy because they didn't care about a visual. Right. Now we care about a visual. We put radio shows on television like ours is. I, I do remember. Howard. Now, keep in mind, at this point, this is probably I'm going back to 2001 or two. I was at Fan already for four or five years at that point. So I knew what the radio station looked like. It was not as glorious as you thought it might yeah. be, to your point. And I remember the sports guys at 1027 in the morning, I was doing taped updates for them. And I don't remember who it was. Craig for a month, but that was it. And then there were two of Blaine. I forget Blaine. The Blaine Ensley. Him. He was part of it. Chris Oliveira was the producer who I emailed the updates to every day. And then they brought Pharrell on the bench on. And Pharrell thought it would be cool if I came over and did them live. Nice. To which I said, once a week, and that's it, because I'm working overnight. And I remember the first day walking into WNEW, and I was floored. I thought FAN was basic. I'm like, this is 1027? You're basic. Like, what? This was awful. Yeah. It was 57th Street, wasn't it? Yes, like, right it was. around there? Yeah, 888 57th Street. That one really got me. I was like, wow, what a dump. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. And that's where we broadcast from now. But this segues, Jerry, into something I've been seeing on social media, and maybe I'm only seeing it because I am in the business, you are in the business. This um, battle for guests now, it looks like, is going on between Michael Kay and Mike Francesa. As we come down to the wire, today is the final day of some sort of ratings period, I guess. The spring book. I guess it would be the winter book. I don't even know because the spring oh, is not even so, spring right. yet. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's you know, the winter book. All these years, I still don't know when like the ratings book I always thought the spring ends. book meant it, you were ending in the spring because spring is officially here. Right. So you're saying really it's the end of the winter book, so then the spring book starts now, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess this is the end of the winter book. or so It's the end of something. And the radio ratings work weird because they consider a week starting on Thursday. Right, which no is No idea dumb. why. Why it's not Monday through Friday, I don't understand. Right, so it would go Thursday through Wednesday. So today being Wednesday, today was the the big uh, guest showdown. So Michael Kay has Chris Russo, who I don't think knew he was being used as a... Pawn. As a pawn. I'm sure he was probably just asked, do you want to come on? He was probably like, sure. Uh, Mike is having Bill Simmons on. Then... Michael Kay's giving away cash. Mike Francesa is giving away a prize, Jerry, that I don't think you could put a value on, sitting with him at a Yankee Red Sox game. And those tickets will be fantastic, too, by the way. Yeah, fantastic seats. So this is quite a brouhaha in the ratings. How about that? 
See, I would think that I had proposed to Neil Best. What about this challenge? A week of shows, no guests, no giveaways. Just mano y mano. Mano y mano. All right, here's why that is a little more difficult. All right. It's actually very difficult. Oh. Because you're talking about Michael K's show with two other parts to it. True. And Mike by himself speaking nonstop. Like a handicapped not wrestling easy. match. It's three, not easy. Three against one wrestling match, Jerry. I mean, in a way, just because when you got three guys talking instead of one, they're all fresher than the other. You're right. You know, for Mike, I mean, he's got to be exhausted. I mean, I know it's only three hours. It's not like the, what was the, um, what do you call it? It used to be 1 to 6.30, so it wasn't the marathon Which five and a half hours. I agree. I agree. That's got to be w- one of the greatest feats in broadcasting, doing a daily 1 to 6.30 show by yourself. Yeah. That's got to be insane. Brutal. Couldn't brutal. imagine screening calls for that. Holy mackerel. Yeah, brutal, right? Tacking on an extra hour and a half of calls every day? You got it. Not easy. So Not for easy. Mike, I think that's kind of difficult. Right. You know, trying to get through, you know, by himself against a show that's got two other guys and you're not allowed guests or... Good point. It's just a little difficult. I don't think it's All fair. right. That's true, Jerry. So, you're yeah. You're in the broadcasting industry, so I will take that into account. Something like that. I have a couple items here for you now that I've got my radio stuff out of the way. Well, let me see what I want to give you first. Ooh, would you be interested in this, Jerry? Roy Orbison and Buddy Holly, they've passed away. I don't know if you've heard. Sorry if I'm breaking this news to you. Okay. They passed away a number of years ago. Their holograms are going on tour. That's about that. I figured we were going to start seeing this more. Yes. Uh, Let's see. The performances will see holograms of Roy Orbison and Buddy Holly backed by a full live rock band. It's called the Rock and Roll Dream Tour. Interesting. Yeah, it's only, I don't, uh, North American dates will be announced soon. Right now, all the dates I'm seeing are in Ireland, England, Scotland. Uh, But I'm not sure if I, I would go see, why don't we work on this, Jerry? You and I become promoters. We book the Traveling Wilburys hologram tour. Because Tom Petty has passed, Roy Orbison has passed, George Harrison has passed. And though Bob Dylan is still alive, we could probably get his hologram cheaper. No, 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 no. We're not doing a hologram of Bob Dylan as he is still performing every day. And Jeff Lynn is still alive. But we we could go with the, how about this? We'll call it the Wilbury Trio. Okay. We'll go with the three past Wilburys. Okay. And we'll get the band behind them. Mm-hmm. And how do we promote this? On Twitter? I guess on Twitter. Do our Twitter people even know what the traveling Wilburys How are you going to get the holograms done? I don't know. There's a company here. That's doing holograms. Base Hologram, it's called. That's the name of the company. It's the first time they're going to run uh, hologram concerts. They'd be a good fundraiser for my baseball teams. <laughs> hologram concerts? Come see the dead Wilburys. In a hologram form. In a hologram form. In, in um, for a Hazlitt Little League. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, we're independent. But independent. Yes. Just for- Little League. For my teams. All right, for your teams. 100 bucks a person. Come see the holograms. We want 1,000 people. Because you could do these, since they're just holograms, although you're hiring a live band, I'd get a hologram band while I'm at it. That way you can do it in multiple cities on the same night. You just play CDs. Yeah, (laughs) in the holograms. I like the idea of the live, you know, band, because it gives you a sense of a real concert. Right. Kind of cool. They should do, like, you know how Bruce Springsteen's too big to play the Stone Pony now? Yeah. I'd go see Stone Pony... Hologram Bruce Springsteen 
with the E Street Band when he's not touring because they'll play there. Find the E Street Band. Yeah. Oh, we got a show at the Stone Park. Yeah, Bruce isn't coming. What? Where's His Bruce? ghost is. Oh, it's just, um, and you do different eras. You'd be like, 1984, born in USA, Bruce Springsteen's playing tonight with the band. That's right. You could do different albums. Yeah. I wonder if tickets would be cheaper for this Roy Orbison, Buddy Holly one since they're just the holograms. Right, right? but you got to pay the families. Right, you do have to pay the fan, and you got to pay the hologram guy. Right. So and the backing band. Oh tickets my God. more or less than 100 bucks. Um, hmm. I'm going to say under 100. All right, but I'm pretty say, close probably. I'm going to say $80 plus your ticket charges. So 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Right. The male birth control pill, Jerry, which we've been waiting for for years. You have been? I, I feel like science has been waiting for that. I'm not interested. Uh, still 10 years away, they think. 10 years away? Yeah, still. Wow. This is according to CNN. I just think you'll be 60. It's uh, the main issue, it says here, is uh, how to suppress men's testosterone levels. Well, I don't want to, who wants to do that? Right. Well, that's what they're saying. They they want to do... Imagine how fat guys would be walking around and they start taking these pills. Right. Injections and topical gels are possible alternatives. And there's a new pill on the horizon, but it's 10 years away. Well, what are they doing? Like, why can't they figure it out by tomorrow? I don't know. You ever think of... All right, so let's say, obviously, there are scientists working on this pill. Right. That means they've got 10 years right. to figure it out. So every day I'd come and be like, let's not start today. Right. Tomorrow. Like, what are they doing for right. eight hours today <laughs> and eight hours tomorrow right. to where they've got, think about this, Al, 3,650 days to figure it out. Yeah, and you'd be a scientist be like, listen, nine years from now, I'm going to find another job. Right. And I'm not going to deliver them. Well, this, who's paying these people? male birth control pill. Doesn't say which company's doing this, but... Uh, oh, it's the end at the Endocrine Society's annual meeting. They discussed a trial which had forty healthy men, uh, ranging in age from eighteen to fifty. They found no serious effects, although there were several occurrences of these side effects: Jerry, headache, acne, fatigue. I don't like this one. Mild erectile dysfunction and decreased libido. Anything? Anytime erectile dysfunction is. You know, tagged with mild, mild, possible, severe. Right. I'm out. It's mildly possible you won't get a boner, but it's just mild at this point. Yeah, I'd be out for that. I would used to be um, many years ago, Jerry, when I would uh, be very worried about getting a girlfriend pregnant. Mm -hmm. And if the if the. You know, in a long-term relationship, if the... Um, More or less than three months. No, I'm saying like for like a, a year or longer. All right. And the girl was on birth control pills, I would always check. To make the, sure she was taking yeah. it? Yeah. How? How would you know? I would look at the packaging in the in the, in the So you bathroom. would excuse yourself to the bathroom so you could snoop through her medicine cabinet yes. to see if she's taking the pills. Correct. Okay. Imagine because I would... Just Imagine. for the record, everybody, this is why those relationships ended soon after. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure someone was dying to get my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jerry. Women, because you couldn't, you didn't want to be fooled. You heard all stories about being men being fooled into pregnancies. Uh, yeah, you hear about it, especially for celebrities like yourself. Yeah, well, I wasn't a celebrity at the time. Otherwise, I'd be very nervous, Jerry. And my next story, Jerry, this is a... Most annoying slang words Americans use. Okay. okay. Number one on the list, and I totally agree with this. I'm doing this number one as well. Goat. 
Everything's the goat. I don't. I've never once said it once. Hate I hate it. that. It's stupid. Tom Brady's the goat. OBJ right. is the goat. I think it's stupid. You got to sign Degrom. He's the goat. Yep. So that's number one Dumb. most annoying slang term. Number two, Bay. To refer to like your yeah, I don't do that either. Girlfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend or, 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 or wife. for boyfriend, right? Right. Is that what it is? That's my bay. Number three, I do like this one, Jerry. Hangry. So hungry that you're angry. This is a new one to me. Hangry. I just heard this one recently. I like that one. That one's all right. It's not overused. Fleek. Yeah. Like I would say like my eyebrows. I wasn't going to go out today, Jerry, but my eyebrows are on fleek and I can't stay in. On fleek. Do you know what this one means? Stussy? No. Me neither. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. You probably just said something really stupid. <laughs> what about this one? Clap back. I Again, that's another one I've heard. I don't know that one, though. That must mean, like, if you say something to me, I clap back at you. All right. That's what I'm thinking. Or you just answer back. I, I do like, love this one. Why do we one. have to read? Oh, God. All right, what else? The young people do this, Jerry. I love this one. Thirsty. Yeah, I know you do. This is another love one that's this stupid one. to me. Like, if uh, I'll see this sometimes. You know what's a weird thing? There's a lot of men that are very into news women. Like okay. The women that they watch on the news. And all you have to do is look at a newswoman's a Twitter or Instagram, and guys are very thirsty for them. They'll be like, please follow me back. You look beautiful tonight. You know what word I use? Desperate. That's desperate. But younger people like myself, we say thirsty. You're 50. Well, 49. Be 50 later this year. You're in your 50th year. year. Uh, let's see. I, these other ones, uh, spill the tea. Don't know don't what that, know that is. Lit. We know lit. Yeah. People use lit. And something called peeped. I don't know what that means either. Peeped? Peeped. I don't know what that means. What about turn up? No. Yeah, that means like go crazy, Jerry. I, if I'm going to do that, I'll say go crazy. You're going to go out tonight and go crazy. You're going to turn up. You can get punched in the face. <laughs> Throw shade. We know that one. We've heard that one, yes. Throw shade, Jerry. Here's another one uh, that that I'm trying to get out there. You? Uh, it's called this, shave it up. <laughs> that means uh, to use Harry's and shave your oh, face. Oh, God. Try it, Jerry. I do every day. Well, not every day. Every other day. You shave every other day? Yeah, pretty much. I'm a couple days a week kind of a shaver. I here's the problem: if I do only a couple of days a week, yeah, by day four it looks messy. Right, you don't so want to look tr- messy. I try to go, I try to use Harry's every other day. I would right, say. and because your shave is so close and comfortable, Jerry, you don't have to shave every day because it gets so close to your skin. You follow? I do follow. I've just started shaving in the shower. Oh, I thought you were say you just start shaving. No, no, no. I've been shaving a number of shaving years. Shaving in the shower is tremendous. Tremendous. Yes. Much uh, closer shave, smoother, quicker, because you're not setting everything up. Sometimes with the shaving, you're setting everything up. Do it in the shower much quicker. Jerry, so you're telling me you've joined the 10 million who have tried Harry's? I've had Harry's now for oh. probably three years, four oh. years now. You're going to be one of those guys. Like when, when a band gets popular, you'll be like, I had their records... Yes. Way before you losers. We were the first ones on Harry's. Really? Weren't we? Probably. We did one it together, so yeah. So we were number one since then. Ten million yeah. people are on it. Think about that. Yeah. Uh the founders of Harry's, Jerry, they were sick and tired of paying way too much for overpriced razors and then adding way too many design things in it. Me too. 
You don't need gimmicks. Oh, this vibrates. This is a flex ball. This the, handle looks like a spaceship. No one cares. That was the first thing you went with, huh? This vibrates? Yeah. Because that doesn't do anything. <laughs> know what it does? Jacks up the price. What does Harry do? They bring down the price. Simple, clean design, quality, durable blades. Very fair price, Jerry. One of the most underrated aspects of the Harry's yeah. for me yes. is that, you know, a lot of times you get a razor, you shave once, right. and then it's like dulled oh. out the second time. Or the, yeah. For me, a Harry's razor, I get literally four to five shaves out of each one. Is that right? Which I think is tremendous. That is tremendous. I think it's awesome. So you're changing that out only like once every two weeks. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And sometimes not even. Yeah. Did you know this? Their blades are 100% guaranteed. I can tell. What does that mean? It means they stand by them. Yeah, and if you don't love your shave, you let Harry's know you'll get a full refund. I bet you they don't get many refunds. They don't have to. I heard there's only one guy in the refund department, yeah. and they have 10 million And customers. they're thinking of laying them off because no yeah. one calls. They're thinking of laying this guy off. <laughs> Jerry, here's the thing. You can get a $13 value trial set. Comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. If for some reason you don't believe me and Jerry, get this trial value set. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with the lubricating strip and trimmer blade for under your nose. A rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover, so you could put it in your little man bag when you're traveling. Which I'll be doing this weekend. Traveling with a man bag? Traveling with my uh, travel cover. Oh, for your Harry's. Harry's. Yes. Listeners to the podcast can redeem their trial set at Harry's.com/postgame. Make sure to go to Harry's.com/postgame to redeem your offer. Let them know that Jerry and I sent you. That will support the podcast. Otherwise, we're going to go away. I'm going to go away now. Oh, okay, Jerry. I do got to go. I wouldn't if I were a listener, because here's why. The warm-up program is next, and I remember it being, in particularly, terrific. And if every Harry's customer could listen to the podcast, we'd have 10 million downloads. That would be incredible. Warm-up next. So! It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Let me say we get your Wednesday morning rolling. Al Dukes, what is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I don't know what time this came down. I was already asleep. 11.15. This pass interference becoming reviewable, Jerry? Right. In the NFL? Not sure when it came down. When I went to bed at uh, like 7.30ish, I did not see this yet. <laughs> Hold on. Just listen to yourself. Yeah. Say that again. When I went to bed at 7.30ish p.m. <laughs> did you ever think when you were 17 years old, you would have said those words no. prior to being 85 years old? No, I did not. That was when I was just getting going, Jerry. <laughs> That's right. When I was in my party mode. What party mode? There was a party mode. You pot smoking SOB? No, didn't do any pot smoking. Didn't have a drink till after I was 22 years old. That must so, have been some party. Yeah, it was quite a party. <laughs> in uh, Playing uh, Commodore 64 games in my room. With <laughs> and the door. drinking Coke with pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah, with the door shut. <laughs> and three dudes. That's right. Lots of dudes, no chicks. Yeah. Uh, so this past interference will now be reviewable. That's past. This is going to be a mess. It's just going to make the games longer, right? Well, yes and no. You, they, they're they not changing the whole review thing. All right. Meaning coaches still only get two challenges and a third if they get the first two right. So there's only so many plays you can challenge and review. But, yeah, I mean, in theory, it might take a while to look at it. Yeah. So they've just decided that is now a play that you can yes. use your coach's challenge on. Yeah. And in the final two minutes of the half in the game. That goes to the booth. The booth will decide. Correct. 
What I don't like, Jerry, is that they shot down the Broncos' idea. No, I was stupid. That replacing onside kicks with 4th and 15. Right, dumb. Love it. Uh-uh. Let's go back to onside kicks, normal. Normal onside kicks. Normal? And let's go back to sudden death and overtime. Hmm. I love the idea of 4th and 15. Got to complete the pass. It's, but it's not that difficult. But onside easier kick, than an onside kick. But onside kick to me is just dumb luck. I agree. This year it was because of the new rule. Go back to the old rule. You actually have a chance. Even the old rule kind of felt yeah, like it was just it, luck. It was, I feel like you had more of, more of a chance than you do now. It was and the, here's the thing about it. Real quick. Here's the thing about the onside kick. Score more points than the other team and don't have to rely on the onside kick. All right. It's really a desperation play. Yes. Giving a fourth and 15 to me is not fair. It's not fair. Play better. How about that? Hmm. Play better for 58 minutes. All right. Fair enough, Jerry. Jerry, I have two different cellular telephone-related stories. Okay. Both involving sports. Okay. Since this is a sports show. Top-rated also. The first one is the Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Said he's going to allow the Cardinals cell phone breaks so they can check their social media every 20 minutes. Right. This is not new. That idiot that was the head coach for the 49ers for five minutes did that. Remember Thomas we killed Sulu? him? Yes. Jim Tom Sula. I asked Eddie, who was that last coach of the 49ers yeah. who did this? He goes, Jim, he goes, uh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. That's not who I meant. <laughs> I misunderstood the call. That's all right. <laughs> Remember when Bill Walsh used to let dudes take yeah, cell Tom phone Sula breaks? did this. We buried him for it. Yeah, but now it's he, Cliff Kingsbury, who just came from college, forget which one, he said that. Kids these days, which the NFL players are, they only have a 20-minute attention span, and he's going to adapt to them. Right. Again, Jim Tomsula did this, and he was out in five minutes. He says he could see their faces 20 minutes in. They're jonesing to check social media. We got the wrong players. Are the Patriots getting cell phone breaks every 20 minutes? How'd they do last year? I bet they don't get any cell phone breaks ever. And what'd they do last year? They won. Right. Hmm. Acquiescing to the nonsense. Ooh, acquiescing. AQ? Is that an AQ? I no idea. I think so. No idea. It's either ACQ or AQC. Yeah. Acquiescing. What's the second cell phone story? The second cell phone Tom story. Tom Coughlin's going to give the Jaguars 20-minute uh, no. cell phone breaks? No, Jerry. This one comes to us from the world of baseball. Oh, baseball. Okay. The Philadelphia Phillies have threatened to revoke media credentials if they see writers tweeting during team interviews and press conferences. Really? Yeah. Wow, oh, that's a yeah. killer. Think about how we get our information yeah. now. So, for instance, yesterday, Pat Shermer met the media, and every three seconds, those guys were tweeting his quotes. Yes. About Beckham, about the team, about the draft, about Haskins, all sorts of things. And you do that, all of a sudden, you're actually slowing the information process now. Right. That's interesting. I wonder why they do that. Well, you get revoked, Jerry. Did it say why? Didn't say why, but they don't think it's going to stand up. No, because the writers every 20 minutes are going to be shaking because they right. need their phone. Right. They need their cell phone break. They need, they need uh, what the Phillies need to do is more what I call Cliff Kingsbury style, which is every 20 minutes, let everyone tweet. Or Jim Tom Sula. I'm not going to use him, Terry, because he was a terrible coach. He was horrible. And I don't want to connect him I with do. cellular telephone breaks. No, I think we have to. Where we'll is go- he these days? Uh, Vermont. In a syrup. He's a, he's <laughs> that is a great question. Soaking up syrup. Think about it. So think about that. I'll give you two guys, right? Yeah. Jim Fossil was the head coach of the Giants, took them to a Super Bowl, 
What has he done since? Nothing. All right. And now Jim Tom Sula. I think Fossil was an assistant somewhere afterwards. Where do you think Jim Tom Sula is right now? I don't know. Your your guess that defensive from... line coach for the Redskins. Oh, in the so league, he's still in the game. But he went from running and being the head man of the Niners to back to being not a coordinator, a defensive line coach. I bet the defensive line gets twenty minute Twitter breaks in How, Washington. You remember? You remember what Jim Tomsula looked like? Yes. How old do you think he is? <laughs> he and looked you're thinking like, back five years now when he was right. head coach. I'm going to guess five years ago he was like fifty two. Right. So you think he's fifty seven? Fifty seven years old. He just turned fifty. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's your age. Don't say that, Jerry. You look like an old man. <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns are getting new uniforms next year. Are they still going to be orange? I don't know. They haven't done a thing. They go. They revamped the uniforms in 2015. <laughs> they put a stripe on the sleeve. Did what? <laughs> they don't do anything. How about a logo on the side of your no, helmet? Those uniforms will remain the same. I bet you that they're probably doing. They're probably changing, like... Um, the shade of orange? Uh, yeah, that, or I was going to say something on the sleeve or maybe something on the shoulder, but the jersey's going to be the same. But you don't think they're getting something slapped on the side no, of that helmet? I don't think it's going to say Browns across the what chest What is a Brown? Like that. Uh, it's for Mike Brown. Was it not? Not Mike Brown, but the Brown family. Paul Brown. Paul Brown, right. They were the named- Brown family was where it was named after originally before they wound up selling and then buying and creating the Bengals. So saying I'm a Brown doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? No, like you could have the New York Maras. Right. So what really could you slap on the side of that helmet as a logo? A face. <laughs> Paul Brown's face? <laughs> That's right. His silhouette. <laughs> You're like the, the Dallas Landry's, and you have the Landry hat. Oh, the nice hat. That'd be kind of a cool logo. But here's the thing. If we're expecting big things from the Browns this year, you don't want to change the uniforms after that. You want to change the uniforms prior to that, like the Buccaneers did before when they hired Tony Dungy. They gave him those orange uniforms for one year. He started stockpiling defensive guys. Yeah. Changed up the uniforms. Winners. Yeah, they well they did. What about the uh what about the New York Johnsons? <laughs> that I would like to see the what new kind of logo. logo. Would you give that? <laughs> Johnsons. The Johnsons are dominating tonight. Yeah, they should all the teams should be named after their owners. No, I don't think that's a great The Dallas idea. Joneses. The Joneses. <laughs> Philia uh-huh. Johnson. <laughs> what would work is if you owned a team, the Dukes. The Dukes. See, that kind right. of, you could come up with a cool logo for Browns. Duke. Dukes. Yes. Do I have time for one more, Jerry? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Rapper Eminem took Where's to... he been? Is he doing anything anymore? Uh, tweeting, evidently, oh. and watching a lot of the AAF. Oh, I did see this. He was into Johnny Manziel, right? Yeah, he's a bit... Well, he's been a big fan of the AAF since it started, prior to Johnny Manziel. There you coming. go. Eddie, you should uh, direct message Eminem. Yeah. He's got something and there's, uh, he wants uh, to have a franchise in Detroit. And yes. be part owner. Well, he like does. That. He does want a franchise in Detroit, but he also wants the AAF to allow fighting like in hockey. I, yeah. And he says that would really draw people in. I would like to see that. Why? Like the quarterback squaring up with a guy who just knocked them down late hit. They take the helmets off. They pull the jerseys over their heads like hockey. No, no. in hockey you can't. No, no. no, In hockey. Why do they allow it in hockey? Well, they've really gotten away from it. They don't allow it it as much as they used to. Remember, it used to be a free-for-all in the 80s. Used to be able to buy videotapes called hockey fights. Yeah, not. it's really, you don't, it's rare now. I remember last year there was that one player, the young player, I forget what team he was, where his parents were fired up in the crowd when he got into his first fight. Hockey player? Hockey yeah, parents? you remember. You saw it I with me. You were that. in the studio watching it. And you're like, what are they doing? Like, they're fired up. Their son's uh, scrapping it up. Getting in his first fight. Yeah. 
So I'm with Eminem. Let's put a team in Detroit. Let them. F- How about this? Just How about let this? The How about de- when the six of us get annoyed, we fight. You and Boomer, you guys are the first ones. It's like, oh, right uh, here. Jerry was not happy with that drop that Eddie played. They're dropping the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> You'd Why run not? in there and just start tackling them. Yeah. And then I'd be like the hockey ref when I see a spot where I could get in there yeah, to you break you guys you're up. You're going to get into this. Oh, I'm going to scrap as yes, well? you and Boomer first. I'm not fighting Boomer. He's much larger than right, me. But you want the AF guys to fight a quarterback yes. against a lineman. Just that seems the, fair. Just the Detroit team. Because right. that would be like, we're bringing back the old, uh, what was that, the Pistons team? No, oh, the Detroit the Pistons. Bad boys. Oh, they would knock guys down. Bill Lambeer, you'd come across. We have to take a break. Here's what I do, Jerry. I put Bill Lambeer, defense on the AAF team in Detroit. He fights people. He's like 66 now. Me and Eminem running the league. Quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo next on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, here we go. Uh, we got a couple more minutes to the top. We know by now, of course, the Jacob DeGrom deal is uh, Greg had that yesterday morning. Nets didn't play but picked up a half game on the Pistons. What else you got? Robert Kraft wants a uh, jury trial. Yeah, I saw that. Which means those people get to see that video, right? Or it means that they know that that video is not going to be admitted. Oh, because I did hear the cops at the end of last week or over the weekend saw that the cops out said it's going to get out eventually. And it might. I would love but to But if that's that not going to be permissible in court, it's he said, she said, is it not? Then does he get to be cross-examined on the stand I about his... I think so, if he takes the stand. Mr. Kraft, you got to take the stand. Well, you when don't, you, actually. Did you get nude, Mr. Kraft? It's all like, about the he said, she said. That's how I would do it. Oh, no, hour. no, that's we're no. still going, Jerry. Got you it. said he said, she said, so Eddie played the drop. Right. Understood. I would love to be a cross-examining uh, prosecutor and get a guy like Kraft on the stand. You've watched so many of these stupid oh, yeah. ID channel documentaries. I'd ask for details that we don't really need. Mr. Kraft, what kind of underpants were you wearing that evening? You got that one, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid drop that's going to become. <laughs> yeah, that's going to come back to haunt me. No, the Patriots <laughs> lost. Hey, Yankees <laughs> fans, make sure you're locked into Mike Francesa and Mike's on today between 3 p.m. and 6.30.